Hello, everybody, and welcome back to No One Asked. <laughs> I'm so happy to be here right now. Um, if you're wondering why I took so long to make this episode, it's because I did order a mic on Amazon like I was going to in my trailer episode, um, as everybody probably could have predicted, and it finally came in, and I'm so excited right now, you guys. Oh, my God. Like, quarantine has made me just ex- just so excited about the littlest things in life and just I've learned to appreciate the small things um clearly I'm going insane also but today we're gonna have a lot more structure to this podcast um I actually have a script written out well not a script but like you know like just papers with like some points that I don't want to miss out on because I know with my rambling and shit okay I'm gonna stop rambling I have my script I have my orange juice I am ready to go and today we're talking about relationships with narcissists and this came to mind because I mentioned briefly in my trailer podcast that I was a narcissist because I take too many selfies and obviously like that's a joke I okay first of all before we get into this episode I just want to say I'm not a psychologist so don't take anything serious from this episode uh if you take anything away from this episode don't quote me on it I did take psych 101 (laughs) I'm a university student um (laughs) no I did take psych 101 I didn't pass that class with a good mark though so I'm not a psychologist don't take anything seriously all right anyways I don't really believe that I'm a narcissist just because of the fact that I like to take pictures of myself I think a lot of people like to take pictures of themselves um maybe not as much as I do like not on a daily basis like I do but I don't think it's a bad thing um in fact like I don't think I'm a narcissist at all there are a lot of signs that someone is a narcissist but liking the way you look I don't think actually is the best evidence as to someone being a narcissist um actually the way I look at it I think liking the way you look is actually a good predictor that you're not a narcissist because being confident in the way you look without validation from other people is a sign that you're actually like self-confident and that self-confidence comes from a real place not from you know someone else building it up whereas with a narcissist they do need other people to build up that confidence for them and they need other people to feed their egos and when they don't get that that's like They tend to be more affectionate towards you in order to gain that validation. So there's some manipulation at play here, and we're going to get more into that. Um, I think narcissists are definitely master manipulators. I've dealt with a lot of narcissists in my lifetime. I've met a lot of narcissists. I've had friends who have exhibited narcissistic behavior and I've dated people who have exhibited narcissistic behavior so I'm saying narcissistic behavior because I'm not gonna 
I don't want to label them as narcissists, but, like, everybody knows, like, in my mind, obviously, I'm like, damn, you're a narcissist, (laughs) but, anyways, so, I feel like I have some knowledge and some experience in this area, and being able to spot out when someone is a narcissist now than I have ever been able to before, Um, especially in this past year, I've, oh, my God, I've learned so much, just, yeah, 2019 was such a shit show, and 2020 is not any better, holy fuck, um, moving on, but, yeah, this episode does say relationships with narcissists, and yes, romantic relationships are always on people's mind most of the time, I feel like, (laughs) but I'm not here to just talk about romantic relationships in regards to this topic, um, I feel like touching on having narcissistic platonic relationships are also important because your friend group makes up a lot of who you are and they affect your emotions a lot more than you tend to think as well as the fact that you probably spend a lot of time with these people who you call your friends so obviously like you want to make sure that you're spending time with those friends that are real you know I wouldn't want to spend time with friends that are fake and I've had a lot of fake friends in my lifetime and um being able to spot out when someone's being toxic now is a really handy thing for me, obviously. Um, With that in mind, though, I do want to talk about romantic relationships, too, because I have a lot to say. (laughs) I have so much to say. Like, you guys don't even know. Like, you think being friends with a narcissist is bad, yes, being friends with a narcissist is bad, but dating a narcissist is on a different level, and that is just something that I would never wish on anybody else, and I hope that nobody has to go through that, because it's really, really, like, mentally draining, and physically draining also, it's just not a good situation, you know, So, Mandy, what might entail somebody to be a narcissist, you might ask? Well, according to Healthline.com, which is literally, I went on Google and I typed in signs that you're dating a narcissist. (laughs) And I clicked on the first article and this one was was the first one that came up. And it's from Healthline.com. Why the fuck am I getting texts? Anyways, this article basically gave me all of the information that I'm about to share with you in this podcast. Uh, Well, not all of it, but like, you know, parts that are official and that didn't come from my brain. But anyway, shout out to Healthline.com. Couldn't make it here without you guys. I'm just trying to get sponsors out here. I'm just kidding. Um, Anyways, so... This article, they listed nine official criteria for narcissistic personality disorder. And so the first one is grandiose sense of self-importance. Obviously, like that's a pretty obvious one. Like any narcissist probably has a pretty grand sense of self-importance. Like, you know, they always think they're the center of the universe, I feel like anyways. Um, Moving on. Preoccupation with fantasies of unlimited success, power, brilliance, beauty, or ideal love. Wow. Shit. It didn't really have to attack me like that. Okay. Like, okay, let's move on. 
believe they're special and unique and can only be understood by or should associate with other special or high-status people or institutions. Oh, my God, you guys. This is, like, the second time that I'm reading these. I literally forgot what they were the first time that I read them. And it's really attacking me right now, and I don't know how to feel about this. After I just said that I'm not a narcissist and everything, and had to clarify that, like, fuck, maybe I am a narcissist. We'll find out throughout this episode together. How about that? You know, I'm not going to say I'm not a narcissist yet, even though I already said it, but I take that back now. I'm just going to... We're going to figure this out together, you know? Uh, yeah, maybe I am a narcissist. I don't know. There's, We'll keep reading through the signs. So, fourth criteria, need for excessive admiration. Oh, my God, again. Are these going to stop? Like, okay, sense of entitlement. Okay, that one didn't hit me. I don't really have a big sense of entitlement. Um... But narcissists definitely do. They think they're entitled to fucking everything, especially your time and your energy. And I, yeah, I will elaborate. I will elaborate on that one. Um, interpersonally exploitative behavior. Okay, I'm guessing that means taking advantage of others. I don't know why they had to use such technical terms because stupid people like me don't understand. Come on, Healthline. Um, lack of empathy, envy of others, or a belief that others are envious of them. And last but not least, demonstration of arrogant behaviors or attitudes. These are all pretty obvious to what you could have guessed what a narcissist does, but I, I felt it was necessary to give some scientific facts from Healthline.com sponsor me please um so i mean yeah i definitely have some of these traits but then again i think everybody does just a little bit but uh i also think everyone has met someone that meets all nine of these criteria i mean i know that i definitely have i mean like i had this one friend and oh my god there has never been another person in my life that I've met where I've been like, holy shit, if someone looked at the definition of a narcissist in the dictionary, they would find a picture of you in there. It was like, I can immediately put this person into a category, into this category of being a narcissist because, like, holy shit, they express so many traits of being one. It's crazy. It's It was crazy to see like, how easy it was to label someone as being narcissistic, but you never think that someone could be this bad, but when I, oh my god, when I got to know this person, it just became so clear to me that they were so narcissistic, and I would definitely notice it the most when I would be talking to them, and I would let them like have their turn in the conversation, right? And I would listen to them and, you know, I would engage in what they were saying and, you know, like I would show them that I was actually listening to them. But when it became my turn to talk, they like, 
they would just become so bored. Like, they would look at their phone and instead of listening to what I had to say. And a lot of times, they wouldn't even give me an answer I was after I was done saying, like, whatever I had to say. And, oh, my God, that's just so awkward. Like, have you guys ever been talking, like, telling a story or sharing an opinion or something like you think is important that your friends should be listening to you about and afterwards you expect like an answer and it's just silence oh my god it's so awkward like I physically feel that awkwardness inside of me even when I'm talking about it right now like I can feel how awkward that is I just oh my god I hate that and this would happen all the time like I would finish saying something I'd look at this person and it'd be complete silence and I'd be like holy shit like you were not even listening that entire time I was talking um yeah and it was so obvious that they weren't paying attention at all and it made me feel like they didn't care what I was thinking or, or what I was saying and they didn't care about any part that I had in the conversation at all also with this person like every time that you tried to bring something else up in conversation that had to do with you and not them, they would quickly either change the topic so that it could relate back to them. Classic narcissistic behavior, like literally classic narcissistic behavior. Oh my God. It's infuriating when you're just trying to share something about your life to someone after you've been listening to them talk about their life for like what 30 minutes and then they just push everything that you have to say aside it's so annoying um yeah and that's what they would do like needless to say this friend was so very very toxic but I still stuck around for a long time because like the thing about narcissistic people even though they do all of this toxic shit I've noticed is that they're not only narcissistic, but they're hella manipulative. And someone like me who always tries to see the best in people, it's definitely not the ideal situation to be in. Like, I gotta say, that's definitely one of my toxic traits, trying to always see the best in people and always believing that everyone has good intentions, which isn't true, guys. Like, a lot of people in this world are evil and a lot of people are out to get you no matter how much good energy you put out, you know? Like, people are always looking to take advantage of others that are that seem weak, you know? And um, being someone that tries to see the best in people, it has definitely got me into some toxic situations, definitely with narcissists because I like I'm basically a source for compliments (laughs) and making you feel good I just love making people feel good about themselves and I love encouraging people to be the best version of themselves that they can be and narcissists love that they they feed off of that that's what they like that's literally what they get high off of. Um, so I've been taken advantage multiple times. Been 
taken advantage of multiple times by narcissists because of this trait that I have. It's literally a fatal flaw. And this is especially dangerous when I'm involved romantically with someone because this allows for them to play with my emotions and, you know, wrap me around their finger, kind of. I tend to sort of fall victim to that a lot, being wrapped around someone's finger, especially with this last guy that I dated. I really hope he's not listening to this because I was just going to keep... I was going to say they and keep, like, the gender all, like, mysterious and whatever, but you know what? I'm just going to throw it out there. I don't give a fuck. He did me so wrong, and this was the most narcissistic, like, person that I've ever, ever been involved with, like, in my life, and if you thought that being friends with a narcissist was bad, like, try dating one. (laughs) Like, it's a whole different ball game, bro. Yeah, like, I'm not one to typically dip my feet into the dating pool, having no expectations for a long-term thing. Um, But when I do choose to get my feet wet, it seems like I always end up dipping them into the wrong pool. And I've dated a lot of toxic people. I've dealt with a lot of toxic people. But I feel like nothing is as toxic as dating someone who is a narcissist. Because as soon as you're in that relationship with someone who only sees one person in their eyes, it's game over for you. Like, you know that you'll never have as big of a place in their mind and their heart as they do themselves, you know. And that's what's dangerous because a relationship is supposed to be a two-way street. But with a narcissist, they think they only see themselves. They only do what's beneficial for them and what's convenient for them. Usually, you see this a lot with men. Yeah. (laughs) Just throwing that out there. I think a lot more men exhibit narcissistic behavior. And a lot of... You know, I get that. because, Because a lot of narcissists obviously don't like to admit that they're narcissists, for one. And I feel like a lot of narcissists don't realize that their behavior is narcissistic and it's toxic so i get it men but y'all gotta get your shit together i mean like god this guy i'm praying for him the one that i dated because his if his prefrontal cortex is supposed to be developed and he's still acting like that like holy fuck man Um, Moving on, though, so um, Healthline, this article on Healthline gives 11 signs that you're dating a narcissist, and when I was reading this, it really became clear to me, like, holy shit, this is actually my ex. From the very first point they mentioned, guys, the very first point, they're charming as fuck at first, and Oh my god, this could not be more true. Um, Remember, narcissistic people need other people to build up their egos for them. So by being charming, that's how they snatch you. That's how they lead you into their trap. And I feel like this is a mind game that they play in order to see if you're worth their time. Because they only want to associate with people that they feel 
see them as special and people who they feel are special because those are the ones usually that are willing to put them on the high pedestal that they're craving to be put on. And I saw this a lot with the person I dated at first. They were charming, like the most charming person that I've ever met in my life. That's what made me want to get to know them more and eventually, you know, want to be in a relationship, (laughs) want to be in a relationship with them. But it seemed like as soon as they got what they wanted, the charm went away and they stopped kind of trying and doing the same things they did when they were still trying to get me. Um, Because I think they knew that he had me like wrapped around his finger and I think he knew that. So I think that's also a trait that narcissists, narcissists do. Um, once they figure out that you are wrapped around their finger, they no longer have to be charming in order to get what they want. So, yeah, yeah, that one's definitely, it's true. Um, And I think, like, once they got what they wanted, this person, and the charm went away and all that, um... Their thought process through that was that I no longer had to be charmed to put them first in my life. So they had me wrapped around their finger, like I already said. But, you know, I have to just emphasize that I was seriously taken advantage of in this relationship. Um, Yeah. And sadly, because narcissists are also master manipulators as we already discussed so many times I let this happen to me and I did let myself get wrapped around his finger and that was my own fault I let myself get treated like shit and I ignored all of the red flags from the beginning so don't ever do that um the second sign here on healthline says they hog the conversation talking about how great they are So, obviously, narcissists love talking about themselves. That's just a given. And this is a point that I mentioned about my narcissistic friend. Um, But this is so much harder to deal with when it's someone you're dating. Like, I remember I would constantly have to repeat the same things that I told him, which I had already said at that point, like, ten times that day. And... I would have to do this all the time, and while I, on the other hand, would remember just about everything that he ever told me, and he'd be like, yeah, I'm doing this today, I'm like, I know, like, you told me yesterday, that's what you're doing, I remember, but with me, it seemed like he wasn't listening, and eventually, it made me feel like I shouldn't even talk about myself because they wouldn't care anyways because it never seemed like he was listening in the first place. So it made me feel like even if I was to tell him something important, he wouldn't care. So I eventually just stopped telling him important things about me and important things that I should be sharing with a romantic partner because he made me feel like I wasn't worth his time listening to. Um, 
and that sucked, but I always listened, and I was always so involved with this person in their life because I cared so deeply about them. Um, I would constantly make it my job to build up their confidence and their ego. Well, basically, none of that was reciprocated back to me. I mean, he would, yeah, like, we would vibe, obviously. Like, oh, my God, I fell in love with this person. And we would vibe, and he would, obviously, like, he would make me feel good about myself. But I feel like it wasn't in the same way that I would make him feel good about himself because I put him basically in front of everything else in my life and he put me on the back burner so complete opposites of the spectrum and that really took um an emotional toll on me uh and I feel like it was very narcissistic of him to do that because he knew what he was doing to me and he knew that I put him in front of everything else in my life and he couldn't do that for me. And um, as someone who has had their entire being, it feels like, torn down to build someone else up, it's exhausting. And I would never wish anybody to have to go through something like that Be because, like, it destroys so much of your own confidence in your own mental health, like, obviously, because I lack the confidence to even talk about things that I wanted to talk about because it felt like I wasn't being listened to. It brought down my confidence because I was putting so much of it into him. You know what I mean? And he kind of stripped that from me, and he stripped my own self-confidence and made it his own. Um... But that's what narcissists do. They feed off of you. They feed off of your compliments. They feed off of your self-esteem. And they need people who are willing to sacrifice themselves in order to build up their confidence. That's, that's the bottom line here. And, you know, you're probably sitting there going, like, why didn't this stupid bitch just stand up for herself? Like, well... Honey, I will tell you that I did stand up for myself. I tried to multiple times. I brought up this problem with this person and I made it clear or so I thought to them that I didn't feel like they were taking my feelings into consideration and it felt that it felt like they didn't care about anything that had to do with me and surprise surprise, a bitch got gaslighted. So gaslighting is literally a staple of narcissism. They even say it on this Healthline article. I mean, come on. How much realer can it get, guys? And for those of you that don't know what gaslighting is, well, I'm going to tell you because it's really important to know about so that you can protect yourself from it. Like, I honestly wish someone had been like, here's the signs of gaslighting. Don't let this happen to you before it happened to me. Um, it sucks having to figure that shit out on your own. Fucking, oh, I, I wish life came with like an instruction manual, you know what I mean? But anyways, so (laughs) gaslighting basically is when you bring up a problem with someone else that makes you upset, 
something that they're doing and they completely spin the situation around on you making you feel guilty and making you feel like the situation is your fault um and guys this happened to me so many times not just within this one area of the relationship I got gaslighted constantly like I would feel so guilty for making for making him feel like shit which didn't make any sense because he was the one to make me feel like shit in the first place, you know? And, like, I would bring up things that was bothering me. And, like, okay, just to give you an example, I would, you know, I'd be like, hey, you told me that you were going to call me last night and I stayed up till, like, 3 a.m. waiting for you and you didn't call me. And he would be like, oh, you know, like, I'm... I just get so tired, you know, like, I have such busy days, and you can't really be mad at me, I just, I have to go to sleep, and, you know, I just, I passed out, babe, I'm so sorry, I didn't mean for that to happen, and that's, like, literally classic example of gaslighting, um, so, in that situation, he basically would turn it around on me, making me feel bad for bringing up something that was hurting my feelings. And that is basically the 101 on gaslighting. (laughs) So um, how do you know if you're being gaslighted? Well, basically, being gaslighted ultimately kind of distorts your reality. Like, it makes you feel like you're doing something wrong when you're clearly not doing anything wrong. You might find yourself apologizing to the person that's gaslighting you for stupid things that you don't need to be apologizing for. And this might, ha- like, this might happen a lot. This might happen often. I, I know it happened a lot for me. I would apologize constantly because I would, he would make me feel so shitty and guilty for doing something right for myself, for standing up for myself that I would be, I would end up apologizing to him when he was supposed to be the one apologizing to me in the first place. You know what I mean? Um, Very, very toxic. And this is probably the most dangerous effect of gaslighting, in my opinion, because it makes you begin to make excuses for the person that's gaslighting you. And that's, exactly what they want like they want you to make excuses for them so then they don't have to put in half as much effort to convince you of something that's not true and to make the same excuses for themselves you know I would make like when my friends would point out the red flags to me I would constantly make excuses for him and that's not okay it's literally that's clearly me being gaslighted and I wish I had a time machine so I could just go back in time slap myself in the fucking face and been like wake up like he's literally you're manipulating you're no he's manipulating you so bad remove yourself from this energy I just I wish I wish I could do that because I I'm so stubborn I refuse to listen to anybody in my life besides myself so when my friends tried to convince me that I was being gaslighted and manipulated, obviously I didn't believe them. But you know what? Sometimes it's good to trust in your friends, okay? They see things 
outside of your relationship that you don't see because you have these rose-colored glasses on. Um, that's my, that's my opinion. And, um, I can sit here for hours and talk about how wrong this ex treated me and all of the things that he did that was manipulative, but that would literally take up all of my storage space, but, and it's not really the point of this podcast. We're talking about narcissism here and how it affects people it's being projected onto. So coming out of this relationship, obviously, I figured out a lot of shit that I had the wool pulled over my eyes about for the longest time. God, and the thing is, I was so sure about this person. I was so down for them. But that was all part of their scheme, too, I guess. I mean, hey, anything goes with a narcissist, <laughs> right? Um, no, honestly, though, like, they do everything in their best interest. They don't give a shit about anybody else. They put up this front like they care about you, and they say it with their words, but really, like, when they say that actions speak louder than words, that is honestly one of the truest sayings that I've ever heard within my lifetime. Actions truly do say louder than words do speak louder than words, sorry. And the way that I most often saw this trait in this crazy ex I'm talking about is um, literally he would, we would only hang out when it was convenient for him to do so. And that's such, such a red flag for being narcissistic because I like, Obviously, that's telling me that you don't want to incorporate me into your schedule or that you can't incorporate me into your schedule because if you really did truly care about me, then you would take, you know, my schedule into consideration and what's convenient for me. But no, he never did this. I was always the one to be asking him when it would be convenient for him to meet up or when we were going to hang out or when he was going to have time. And that's what he did to me. Like, he completely manipulated me into this person that uh, gave up all of her time and all of her energy for this one person. And it was bad because I would literally more often than not, I would just wait there for hours for him and he wouldn't even show up or text me back or anything so yeah I was I was in such a dark place while I was in this relationship mentally it drained me I was constantly trying to find the reason why I'm not enough for them constantly making excuses for them when they didn't show up or they were late or they didn't text me back or when they shut off their phone completely and went MIA for 48 hours and it was Christmas, but whatever. Uh, when truthfully, I wasn't doing anything wrong except letting myself get played over and over again. Like, I did that to myself. No, narcissism did that to me. No, others' narcissism did that to me. <laughs> so, something you can take away from this episode, if there even is anything to take away from this episode is to always look out for yourself and if you feel that being around someone is changing you in a negative way you have every right to cut that person off you have every right to do whatever you want to do in that situation and act in your best interest I mean 
Who else is going to defend you if you don't defend yourself? It's very hard to tell when you're being manipulated. It's very hard to tell when someone else's toxic traits are being projected onto you. And that's something that you live and you learn and you, you know, kind of figure out how to spot toxicity when it's in your life. But once you figure that out and you cut off all of the toxic people that's just pouring their negative energy into you, you're going to feel so free. Like, after I cut off this toxic narcissistic friend that I talked about, I felt so free because I no longer had to feed someone else's ego. Same thing when I came out of this relationship. Like, obviously... I'm still sad about it. This happened, like, pretty recently. I'm pretty, you know, I'm still pretty sad about it. But looking back on everything that he did to me, I'm glad that I figured out for myself that this was toxic. And I'm glad that I kind of recognized that I fucking dated a narcissist. And it was not fun. So... Honestly, I need to end this episode. I don't know how to end this episode, but if there's anything that you could have taken away from this podcast today, it's just look out for yourself. Always don't let other people drain your self-confidence and don't strip yourself down to build up other people. And if someone else is trying to manipulate you into doing such, they are a narcissist. And you need to pick up your bags and run as fast and far away from them as you can possibly get. Because narcissists are people that you do not want to associate with. And also on the flip side, on the flip, on the flip side, if you're a narcissist and this episode has made you realize that you are in fact one, um... Please get yourself in order so you can stop projecting this toxic energy onto everybody around you. Please and thank you. Speaking from a victim of your toxicity. I don't know how to say that word correctly. Toxicity? Oh, okay. After I just say that. This is happening a lot today. Also, I don't think I'm a narcissist still. I'm just going to say that. I don't think I'm a narcissist. But anyways, um... Stay safe out there, guys. Wash your hands. Keep social distancing. Um, stay at home. And don't date narcissists. And I'll see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening, everybody.